What's going on family? Let's talk about something that's been buzzing in the tech world, AI safety and security. How do you feel about the rapid advancements in AI and the potential risk that it brings? Have you heard of the stories about AI being tricked? It's a real concern, but fear not because there's a real solution, AI Red Teaming. You see, AI Red Teaming is all about stress testing. You see, AI models and deployments to prevent unauthorized access and data leaks. It's about ensuring that your AI can't be tricked into providing information beyond its intended use. And guess what? You don't have to do it alone. My friends over at HackerOne has a community of over 750 active hackers specializing in AI security testing. You see, in a recent engagement, just 18 hackers identified over 100 valid findings in just two weeks. That's the power of ethical hackers. Wow. So if you want to ensure the safety and security of your AI deployments, look no further. Head over to HackerOne.com and explore their AI red teaming services. With strategic flexibility, rapid deployment, and a hybrid talent strategy, HackerOne has everyone, everything you need to safeguard your AI. Don't let AI keep you up at night. Visit HackerOne.com today and rest easy knowing that your AI is in safe hands. But now we're all under the influence of everyone else's decisions. We're under the influence of advertisements. Yeah. We're under the influence of, oh, I will be a better, more complete person if I buy the mm, car yep. or, or the house or the couch or whatever the thing is on Instagram. Under but, the influence of influencers. Yes. Mm. <laughs> yes, indeed. Boy, Anthony O'Neill, it's Monday morning, it's 8 a.m. And if you're listening on podcasts, you probably already started listening. But if you're on YouTube, yo, welcome back to the table. It's your boy AO, aka Anthony O'Neill. It's actually Anthony O'Neill, aka AO. And here at the table, we're gonna keep it real relevant and relatable because today, <laughs> I got my brother from another mother from another color. <laughs> <laughs> the minimalists are in the building. Y'all know them as the minimalists. I'll call them brothers. Some of the coolest white people I know, for real. <laughs> um, um, you know, and I'm always looking for some of the dopest people to come on my show. But no, real talk, uh, we are friends. We text. Um, I haven't been able to go out surfing uh, with Ryan yet, but I'm going to get out there one day because they live in California. That's my home city. So can y'all help me welcome to the table my brothers, Joshua and Ryan, a.k.a. the minimalists. What's up, brother? Hey, what's oh, up, man? man? Thanks for having us. Yo, man. Listen. Y'all walked in this morning. I turned around and said, my brothers are in the building. <laughs> Let's do it. And, and, you know, when you come to the table, we keep it real. Yeah. I don't keep it real. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna, we're gonna, I'm going to ask you some, some interesting questions. Yeah. So you guys have Love a new it. book coming out uh, here next month, right around July 13th, correct? That's right. Yeah. So we're in pre-sale right now. That's right. And my people buy things. All right. Okay? I want y'all to go get this book. We're going to talk about it because I'm, I'm, I'm going to ask them some real questions. We're going to help you get rid of things more than you buy them. <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Yo, we will have it. It's, the book's called Love People, Use Things Because the Opposite Never Works. So here at the table, you guys, I dive straight in. I don't do fluff. Um, you guys, you already know them. They're the minimalists. Google them. They are amazing. If they're on my show, they are people of substance. Uh, but I want to dive straight into this because I think my tribe is not fully aware of 
uh, minimalism. Mm. So let's go to minimalism 101. Yeah. yeah. What exactly is it? Let's talk about it. So minimalism is the thing that gets us past the things. The things that get us past the things. Okay. So let's think about that. So so right now we have so much stuff. The average American household has 300,000 items in it, right? It's a lot of stuff. Now, that'd be fine if it was making us happier, bringing us more joy, contentment, mm. tranquility. It's yeah. doing none of that. It's making us stressed out. It's making us miserable. Okay. We have a lot of stuff. And so what we're trying to understand is how do we deal with the clutter that's going on in our lives? It starts mm. with the physical clutter because okay. our material possessions are a physical manifestation of what's going on inside us. Okay. Yeah. You got a lot of external clutter. It probably means you got a lot of mental clutter, spiritual clutter, yep. emotional clutter, yep. psychological clutter, yep. this internal clutter. So we start dealing with the stuff. We're able to start looking inside and dealing with whatever's going on inside us. Yeah. So on a practical level, Ryan, what are some of the stuff y'all are talking about? Well, I mean... <sighs> For anyone who is trying to declutter their lives, I think they got to start with a question. Okay. They got to ask themselves, how might my life be better with less? Oh. Because, you know, anyone listening to this or watching this right now, they can go to their closet and declutter, right? I yeah, mean, yeah. We, all, we all know how to declutter, but yeah. if they don't know why they're doing it, that uh, that decluttered closet is going to become cluttered again in the not too distant future. That's true. So, uh, yeah, I, I mean, it is, this stuff is the initial bite at the apple. Um, but man, I'll tell you, for me, it really helped me reshape, I don't know, my, my identity. It helped me redefine, you know, what success was, which I don't even know if I believe in success anymore. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but, but minimalism. Oh, we, we, we're going to talk about that yeah, too. Yeah, let's do you, that. You can't say that and just buy it on But here's the thing. For the last year or so, a lot of people have been using this word essential. Essential okay. workers, essential yeah. businesses, essential travel. Yeah. Ryan and I, for the last decade as the minimalist, we have been asking ourselves, what is essential? Like, what are the essential things in my life? Okay. What are the essential relationships? Yeah. And identifying what's essential helps us get rid of all the things that are superfluous. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. He's just dropping those big old words. <laughs> we'll put that definition in the show description. <laughs> superfluous. But hey, that's what you get when you bring the minimalist to the table. So, Ryan, you said something that's off subject, but you mm. don't believe in the word success anymore? Well, I think success is something that I was chasing uh, throughout my 20s. That's mm. why I had my corporate job. That's why I was... Climbing up the corporate ladder. That's why I was going into massive amounts of debt is I was trying to look successful. Mm. And now, you know, instead of focusing on success, I try to focus on living a meaningful life. Okay. Okay. And for me, I mean, I could say that that's my new definition of success. But I think when you hear that word success, it, it conjures this definition that has nothing to do with living a meaningful life. So good. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, it's not that I'm against success or anything like that. It's just success as it stands in the Western world, Mm -hmm. it requires... Go ahead, Josh. Yeah, I was going to say, most success is failure. Mm. (laughs) Mm. Mm. I I mean, in in a lot of ways. It is. Think about this. I was was successful. So, um, I grew up really poor, Ryan and I. You can see it in our our last Netflix film. You can see the house I grew up in is all boarded up now, and there's like a homeless person living in it. Like, it's... What you realize is like, okay... I'm unhappy and we're unsuccessful, so I'm going to become successful. So throughout my 20s, mm-hmm. I climbed the corporate ladder. Yeah. At the peak of my corporate career, I was managing 150 retail stores. Okay. Youngest director of my company's 140-year history. And so I was successful. So I had the job title, mm-hmm. yeah. but I was also working 80 hours a week. I was stressed out. I was overweight. I was unhealthy. Ooh. My relationships were suffering. Yeah. I made really good money, but I spent even better money. So I had lots and lots of debt. I wasn't focusing on my creativity. I was distracted. 
collected all the time. I wasn't peaceful or calm or tranquil. I didn't have the freedom that I said I wanted. And so I had all of these things yeah. that were supposed to make me happy. Yeah. But those things weren't doing their job. They weren't making me happy. They Ooh. were making me miserable. Mm. So success is failure. Mm. And I love how you say it, Ryan, that it, success to you is another word. It was a better, stronger statement. It's just a meaningful life. Yeah. It, having purpose and going after your purpose, which defines where you are in life. Yeah, you know, it's interesting. I think we focus so much on success. We focus so much on happiness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you focus on living a meaningful life, from what I have found, yeah. is that— Happiness and success to that to a great extent is a byproduct of living a meaningful life. Absolutely. And I agree with you too, Joshua. When you say like success is failure. Mm-hmm. How many times did we have to experience failure before mm-hmm. we actually have a successful life or a meaningful life? Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. uh, when I look at my life, like you're absolutely right. I failed probably 10 times more than I've succeeded at something. Mm-hmm. But without those failures, I would not have been successful at some things. Yeah. On my show, I talk a lot about money. And what I love about you all's book, Love People, Use Things, is coming out on July 13th. You all um, really dive into money as well. I want to know when it comes to minimalism, because, you know, I follow Mm. you all. And boy, I probably got, I don't know if I got 300,000 things, but I got a lot of things in my house. He's only got 250,000. Right, right, only 250,000, only 250,000 things. And and I'm going to keep it a buck because, I mean, that's that's real. Mm. What are some of the benefits of minimalism when it comes to money? How does minimalism help us save Money. Let's just say this. We're not against stuff. Right? Thank you. Yeah. Just like I'm not, I'm not allergic to money either. Oh, right. Really? <laughs> the, the problem is, so like uh, one of the rules we have in the book, we have 16 rules for living with less in there. One of the rules is what we call the no junk rule. Okay. Everything you own can fit into one of three piles. It's okay. either essential, yep. non-essential, or junk. Okay. Essential is like we all need some clothes. We need some food. We need shelter, yes. right? Yes. The, the non-essentials are things that we could do without. Like I don't have to have a couch. I don't have to have a dining room table. I don't have to have you know a sweatshirt. But I I, I get I, these. I get value from these things. Yeah. Unfortunately, most of the things we own fall in this third category, this junk, junk. category. Mm. Yeah. And these things are getting in the way mm. of the things that serve a purpose in our lives. So as a minimalist now, everything I own serves a purpose. Okay. Or it brings me joy. Okay. And mm. everything else is out of the way. Here's the paradox of minimalism. I own fewer things, but I get so much more value from those fewer things because I'm not weighed down by hundreds of thousands of useless junk. Yeah. The secret to uh, uh, good finances is spending less money than what you make. Absolutely. Right? Living below your means. Right. So minimalism definitely helped me get there. I mean, that was really the initial reason why I got into minimalism is because I had so much debt. Um, I had to have this very important job to pay that debt. Then I would get a raise okay. and then or a promotion, and I would be like, oh, I can afford more debt now. Yeah. <laughs> so I was making these horrible decisions, just consuming as much as I could to have that status, to have that success. And minimalism helped me to, well, reclaim my finances, which really led to me reclaiming my time. Yeah. So when it comes to minimalism, of, of course, the less you consume, the less money you're going to spend. But, you know, I, I think a step further is you learn how to get something out of life without having to spend money. Mm. So I think too often we rely on that dopamine hit, mm-hmm. the ephemerality of buying the the latest iPhone. And I still get those urges, man. I wish I could sit here and tell you and your audience, like, hey, watch our documentaries, read our books, mm-hmm. pre-order that, you know, Love People Use Things book right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and as soon as you read that, you're never going to want to buy anything ever again. But that's just not the case, man. Hey, man. 
Yeah. I love y'all. And I'm I mean, going to buy we, me some things. <laughs> yeah, and that's totally cool, man. But, you know, we 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 get about five, we see about 5,000 advertisements a day, over 5,000 advertisements. Absolutely. So, I mean, that's a lot of noise to filter through. Yeah, yeah. And what minimalism has really helped me do is filter through that noise. And when you can filter through that noise, you, you do end up spending less money. So let's let's break this down for the average person. Or I'm going to give y'all like a scenario. Um, let's just say Anthony O'Neill. He makes $5,000 net a month. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. How do I live below my means with $5,000? Like if, if I'm a minimalist, mm-hmm. what am I doing with this $5,000 in a perfect minimalism world. Yeah, let's, yeah. let's, let's start by, by identifying what is enough. Okay. We, we never even stopped to ask that question, right? Yeah, yeah. In our culture, with all the advertisements Ryan just mentioned, with our Instagram feed, with seeing everyone else and how they're living their best life, yeah. we always want more. Yes. And so we're always considering more. Yep. What's the new upgrade? What's the new purchase? What's the new clothes? What's trendy? What do I need, mm-hmm. even though we don't really need it? And it's the thing called mimetic desires. Yeah. It's our, our society is telling us what we want, but we're not even stopping to consider what do I really want? That's facts. And, and so how do I identify what is enough? Yeah. Well, by stopping and, and realizing like, I don't need more. I already have more than enough stuff. And, and so how might my life be better with less. Mm. And that's really where we start is how will my life be better with less? Because if you identify that, you're what you're identifying is what? Not just the things I should buy, yep. but the things that will add value to my life because my life will be better so if good. I have fewer things. So, okay. so yeah. if I'm if I'm subtracting, what am I really doing? I'm uncovering yeah. a more meaningful life. It's not about adding things on to get a more meaningful life. Yeah. And then when I subtract to a certain level, as my life changes, I can bring new things in. It's okay to bring new things in. In. But when I do that, I do that intentionally. Yeah. And with that $5,000, what you can do is you identify, okay, what are my needs? Well, yep. what, are my, what are my non-essentials but things that will add value to my life? And then can I afford them? Too often, we don't think about the cost of our things. Woo! So right, right now, it's like if I go spend that $5,000, that's not the only cost though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's the cost of taking care of our things, storing our things, yeah. cleaning our things, washing our Come things, on, man. putting gas in the thing, changing the oil in the thing, replacing the batteries in the thing. All of these things, not to mention, what about the psychological costs of owning these things? Yeah. They take a lot of weight in our house, a lot of space in our house, but they take up a lot of space in our mind as well. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Yeah, it makes me think about, you know, money we look at as like the most important resource, especially in the Western world, but really it's it's our time and our attention. Yeah, yeah and when I like we, that. when we consume our lives with 300,000 items, mm-hmm. it takes a lot of our time and attention away from things that truly matter. Yeah, yeah. I, I say money is a tool. Yeah. Money absolutely. is not the most important thing. Right. Like it's a tool to get us to where... We want to go, and I be- I agree with you. Our greatest asset is our mind, how we think, our time. Yeah. You know, and uh, if we're always working for our time, uh, then man, ooh, that's off. Mm. Check this out. And we'll be right back. When you guys think about your finances, a.k.a. your money, do you get stressed? Do you get anxious? Do you feel like, hey, where do I start? How do I begin? What do I do? Well, check it. I totally get it because I remember being 18 years old, being a young man, uh, living paycheck to paycheck, homeless, sleeping in the back of my car. I totally, totally get it. But I got something I want to share with you that's going to help change your financial future. And this is called Ramsey Plus. Ramsey Plus is going to give you this step-by-step plan, the step-by-step guide on how to change your financial future. Inside of Ramsey Plus, you're going to learn how to get an emergency fund, uh, how to get out of debt, how to start building wealth, how to start investing. We're going to teach you everything you need to know on how to change your financial future. So 
for right now. If you text the word AO plus, AO plus to 33789, I'm going to give you a free 30-day trial. Now, check this out, you guys. Let me be real with you, all right? Can you think about what can happen if you commit to 30 days, what those 30 days can do for the next 30 years of your family's life and your life? Listen, I can't say nothing else. Text the word AO plus to 33789 so you can change your family's future. This is your boy, Anthony O'Neill, and I approve this message. Did you know that there are nearly 45 million American people that total up to have $1.6 trillion in student loan debt. Did you know that one of the main reasons uh, preventing people from building true and lasting wealth are student loans? The average person will graduate with $35,000 in student loans, but a fifth of these people will graduate with a mortgage payment, but don't even have real estate. That's right. They graduate with $100,000, dollars $300,000 $300, in student loan debt. And when I wrote the book, Debt-Free Degree, and I was out there on book tour, and people were asking me, hey, I'm getting this book for my child, but what do you have for me? I have student loans, and I need to pay them off, but I need direction. So I wrote a book called Destroy Your Student Loan Debt, the step-by-step plan on how to pay off your student loans. I want you to get the book. It's only 55 pages long, and I literally walk you through step-by-step How do you refi your student loans? How do you pay them off quicker? How do you negotiate some payments lower? I walk you through every single thing. It's a quick read. And if you buy it, it's only 10 bucks. 10 bucks can save you 10 years. Get the book right now. Go to anthonyoneal.com, anthonyoneal.com and change the next 10 years of your life. It's your boy, Anthony O'Neill, and I approve this message. Yo, so we're back if you're just now tuning in, man, I'm, I'm pumped. Uh, I got my brothers, Joshua and Ryan. I call them the original uh, minimalists. Uh, and I'm going to ask y'all a question. Sure. Right. I'm going to put myself on blast. And if you disagree with me, go ahead and say disagree. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, here's my question when it comes to minimalism. is I like things. Yes. I don't believe in debt. Right. I don't borrow money. Mm-hmm. I save a lot of it. I invest a lot of it. But then I also can spend a lot of it. Yeah. So recently I just bought, you know, a, a very high-end nice car. Okay. Nice. Am I not a minimalist because I bought a very high-end nice car cash? We're going to have to take your uh, certificate back from you. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> no, of course not. <laughs> here's, the, here's the only problem with our things. Yeah. If we think they're going to make us happy. Yeah, yeah. We'll never be made happy by externalities. Okay. Yeah, so anything is not going to— Now, it will give us pleasure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's nothing wrong with pleasure. Ryan yeah. and I aren't against pleasure. It's just like eating a piece of chocolate cake, right? Mm-hmm. It's fine. No, no problem with that. But if our diet is primarily chocolate cake, we're not going to get the nutrition that we need. Facts. Yeah. And so where do we get our nutrition in life? It's not from the desserts, right? We all can benefit from stuff. Mm-hmm. But those things can either— amplify our experience of life. So if you get a nice car, you're driving every day, you enjoy being in it. Yeah. Nothing wrong with enjoying that. Yeah. But thinking you need it to make you happy right. is actually going to make you miserable. Well, no, that's the, facts. The real question is, is like, is that car getting in the way of something more meaningful in your life? Ooh. The answer to that is probably no. But, you know, the title of our book is Love People Use Things because, like Josh said earlier, we tend to do the opposite. Ooh. So if you're chasing things and ignoring the most important relationships in your life or just 
people in general. Maybe it's just coworkers that, uh, that, that you're ignoring because of the things that you're pursuing. Like that is really where you, where I have to ask myself, like, okay, the things that I'm chasing, is it worth that? Or should I focus more on the people in my life? So Going back to the sports car, no, there's nothing wrong with having a sports car, man. Mm-hmm. Like, I, that's great. Mm-hmm. Give me the keys and I'll take it for a test drive. I'll tell you if it was really worth it. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing wrong with that, man. The only, pro- oh. the only problem that, uh, that, that we run into, especially in the Western culture, is we allow those things to get in the way of what's truly meaningful. Have you that's heard of so the good. hedonic treadmill? No, I haven't. So the hedonic treadmill is basically when we buy something, we become accustomed to it. Yeah. Uh, a good example is, this, like, say you fly first class all the time. Right. And all of a sudden, they're sold out of first class seats. Ooh. Well, now you feel like you've actually lost something. Although most of your life, you didn't even get on an airplane at all. <laughs> it was like a privilege to get on an airplane. Mm-hmm. But now I feel like I need that first class seat. Well, that's a problem, right? But we do that with all of our things. We, we continue to upgrade, and that upgrade now becomes our new status quo. It, it's called the hedonism treadmill because we keep needing more and more and more. Mm-hmm. But really, the contentment, the yeah. peace is always uncovered with less. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It goes back to, I, I like what you said, Ryan. You was like, man, the question is, is this nice thing preventing you from getting something that will add more value to your life? Right. And when you said that, but I hit me in my gut. I was mm. like, dang, did it? Mm. Like, I had to ask myself that. Yeah. Like, when I purchased that vehicle, I didn't ask myself that question. Mm. Me dropping this much money on a very nice vehicle, is this preventing me from getting something or getting around family that will add more value to my life? And while y'all were talking, I was I heard what y'all were saying, but I was the other half of my head was like, wait, did it? Mm-hmm. And I really want y'all to, you know, listening right now, watching this on podcast, ask yourself that. Mm-hmm. You know, is me doing something, purchasing this. Gucci backpack, this Louis Vuitton purse, uh, me buying this first class plane ticket to go on um, a vacation this summer, me uh, doing this, me purchasing that. Will this prevent me from getting something that will add value to my life, to my family's life? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because that's a that's a deep question. Yeah. And I just really want that to soak in because I think I think a lot of us, I'm not talking about y'all. <laughs> I ain't talking about the minimalists. I'm talking about us on, on, on the AL tribe. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of us, we can say yes. Yeah. Uh, some of the things that we've purchased have prevented us from doing something that would add value yeah. to our lives. Well, in, in the yeah. book, we, we have six questions to ask before buying something. And, and so I'm not going to go through all six. So it'll take too much of your time, but I'll yeah. give you a couple of them here. Okay. One is, can I afford it? So we already talked about the Facts. cost. Like, okay, maybe I have 5000 bucks, yeah. but maybe it's actually going to end up costing me more than $5,000 for this thing, yeah, right? Yeah. Because of the storage and everything else. Another question is, is this the best use of this money? Because Ooh. just because I can afford something... Yeah, I can afford the the Gucci wallet or whatever. Would this money be better served elsewhere? Maybe I can contribute beyond myself in a meaningful way, or maybe I can just use it to pay off debt I already have. Come on, man. Come Mm. on, man. Come on, man. Get the book. Y'all need to get these six (laughs) questions before you— And I'm going to do it, you know, and I know the six questions, but I really want y'all to get the book. One of the things I've I've learned—and tell me if y'all agree with it— is when I honestly go and and purchase something, I have a needs category and then I have a want category. Mm. And I focus on all the things that I need and then I may get one or two things that I want throughout the year. Mm. So this year was I wanted 
this nice car. Yes. Now, that nice car is off the bucket list for at least another seven to ten years. Mm-hmm. For me. Mm-hmm. I would never spend that much money on purchasing a car uh, because I believe I need a car, but I wanted yes. mm-hmm. a high-end car. And that's an important yeah. distinction. What, yeah. what you're saying is I didn't need this to be happy. Exactly. It doesn't make me a more complete person. Exactly. I'm not a better Anthony O'Neill because yes. I purchased this car. I'm still me. I'm complete without it. Yes. I'm complete in an empty room. Yes. These things can only augment my life. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And you know about, a, like, I think it was like a few months ago, um, I purchased a Gucci backpack. Mm-hmm. I don't know if y'all saw the video, but I purchased a Gucci backpack, no, right? Um, yeah, during COVID. Went out there and spent four grand on a backpack. It was oh, brand wow. new. I was like, oh, yeah, let me get that backpack. It was, it looked dope. I'm going to be real with y'all. <laughs> and I was walking by, and it, they had it sitting in the front window, and it was shiny. They put a shiny gloss on that thing. I was like, ooh, that looks good. Mm-hmm. And I was sexy with that backpack. Mm-hmm. And I ain't going nowhere. I ain't flying nowhere. I'm just going from home to the office, back home, because it's in the middle of COVID. And I got that backpack, <laughs> and I carried it to the office. Yeah. My brand leader, my business partner, I was like, oh, man, you, you look dope. You look dope. You look dope. You look dope. And I'm like... And I got home one day, and I'm sitting in my car, and I'm looking at this backpack. I'm like, $4,000 just to get told I look dope. That's how much I I need someone else's validation. Yeah, you know, I was like, do I really need—I need a backpack. Mm. But do I really need this backpack? Like, do I really need four—so I literally, I sat down there, and I felt convicted. I'm sitting here telling people to live below their means and focus on the th- things that they need. And there's nothing wrong with 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 buying a Gucci backpack if that's what you want to do. Because maybe one day I will get it. But man, I felt convicted that man, I could take this four thousand dollars, invest that into a growth stock mutual fund, invest it in something that brings me value. Because I'm like, I don't need a backpack that costs $4,000. I'm not good. I'm gonna throw the backpack on the floor anyway. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. I'm like, I went upstairs. And I got the the nice little package they put the Gucci bag in and went right back to the mall. Took it back. Oh, wow. nice! Wow. And that's you know, incredible. and I was and I did a video about it, and that, it went it went viral. That's like, an inspiring story, it, man. Yeah, really? Because I'm like, I need a backpack. I wanted that, but that want didn't add value. Mm. And it took away from me investing, and it took away from like I, I got more praise about the backpack. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't need it. Yeah, it's interesting how these things are like a, it's a shortcut to significance. Yes. It's a shortcut to getting status. And there are ways that we could uh, get significance and get status without spending a dime. Facts. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's sometimes we look at the Gucci backpack, we're like, oh, it's a shortcut. Facts. Let yeah. me just be clear about one thing. There's yeah. nothing wrong with you buying a backpack like yes. that. Yeah. And, and it's not like there's a right answer here either. Exactly. And th- that's why this is so difficult, right? When we talk about mm. the average household having hundreds of thousands of items, that's not a wrong thing. People often ask, well, who is this min- minimalist message for? Isn't it for everyone? No, it's not for everyone. Mm. Because it's for anyone who's discontented by the status quo. Mm. Are you stressed out because you're living a lifestyle to keep up with the people around you. In our last Netflix film, uh, we talked about the the vertical expansion of your reference group, which yeah. is just a fancy way to say keeping up with the Joneses. <laughs> and, 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 and now, you know, it's different, right? Because before it was like, oh, look at my, my, my neighbor. They have a nice car. Yeah. But now it's 
everyone I've never met. I get to see them on my Instagram feed, not to mention all the ads on my Instagram feed. Come on. And now I want those things, and I think that I need them to make me a better version of me. But mm. I'm complete without those. In fact, those things in a weird way, you remember that Jerry Maguire line, you complete me? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah but in a weird way, our stuff incompletes us. Ooh. So you incomplete me. Mm. Uh, boy, you, boy, you dropping some knowledge up in here, boy. You got to thank it. Sorry, so let me ask you this question. There is no secret that you all are successful. I mean, you, you're on Netflix. Um, I've been out on the road with you all at mm. different events. I've yeah. had the opportunity to speak on y'all stages. I've spoken on your podcast. Um, you all have a huge following. Yeah. So there's sure. no secret that you all yeah. have become successful and you all have made a lot of money along this journey. Sure. What do minimalists do with their money? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, because when I, y'all yeah. wear black all the time. Yeah. Every right. time I see y'all, it's simple black <laughs> shirt, black pants, black shoes, chilling. You know, yeah. um, every time I come around y'all, very simple. And yeah. I'm like, Okay, so what do y'all do with your money then? Yeah, yeah in fact, you, well, you, you yeah. could do like a house tour of our homes on our YouTube channel, and you could see like, you, if you walk in our house, it's not like, oh my God, these guys don't own anything. Right, right, right. It's just we're really, really tidy, right? Uh, and, and we don't own a whole lot of things. And mm -hmm. so what do I do with my money? You know, I, I know this might be sacrilegious, but I, I, um, I, I contribute a lot to my retirement accounts. So. <laughs> in America, in America, that's uh, considered to be <laughs> right. What are you doing, right? Right. Uh, so Ryan and I, we max out our our retirement accounts, yeah. and and we contribute beyond ourselves in a meaningful yeah. way. So yes. like, I'll give you an example. We're from Dayton, Ohio, okay. right? Yeah. And uh, a couple of years ago, tornado hit, and there was a mass shooting yeah. in the same span of a month, basically, yeah. right? Yeah. And we have the resources to help out in a place like that. Also, wow. one of the largest food deserts in the country there. Yeah. Um, we're helping build the only grocery store in the entire west side of Dayton. Wow. And we can do that because we're deliberate with the resources we have. We're not against spending money. We right. own stuff. Yeah. I own a car. I own yeah. a couch. I, yeah. I own a bed. Like, yeah, yeah. I, I own clothes. Yeah. We're, we're not lacking for yeah. stuff, but I don't have all the superfluous stuff yeah, yeah. Yeah. that is getting in the way. I want to be transparent too, man. We are not millionaires. Like it's, yeah. yeah. So, I mean, it's not like we have a, this huge influx of money, but it goes back to what we were talking about at the beginning of the show, man. The secret to good finances is spending less money than what you make. Wow. And that's really what we focus on. Uh, yeah. Planning for our future, yeah. contributing to communities. Um, and you know, I love, uh, I love having a nice meal every once in a while. Yeah. Yeah. Also nice experiences, meal? right? Yeah. Uh, yeah, what's a nice meal, he said? I'm serious. Oh, what's a nice meal? Yeah, for you. Oh, man, uh, there's just so many great restaurants in, 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 LA. in, in LA. Yeah, I mean, there's one called uh, AOC. I will give them a shout-out because they're, like, oh. they're phenomenal. But, I mean, it's, like, 75, 80, 80 bucks. It's not, like, one of those $500 plate restaurants, you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. But, uh, but have yeah. Have you ever had a $500 plate? I've never had a $500, $500 plate you, in my life. Josh? I can't say I have, no. Are you serious? <laughs> have you? Yeah. Yes! Where at? I ain't gonna lie. In LA? <laughs> Anywhere in LA? <laughs> nah, not oh, in okay. LA. Nah, not. But I had a um, $10 burger that y'all sent me to. Mm. And that was a good burger. Bell Campo, it was. Yes, yeah. that was a real good burger. That's a good place, yeah. So, okay, so I, I, I love it. I mean, you all are living the principles that we teach. Y'all are just living them to the... Straight up, one hundred and ten percent extreme. I want to say I'm not against a five hundred dollar meal either. I just but want to throw that out it, there. Though. I haven't, but I'm just, but I'm just <laughs> saying, but I'm just saying, like if the if the right opportunity presented itself, like there are. There are some restaurants that are art projects uh, in Los Angeles. Yeah. So the only reason I'm saying this, I didn't mean to cut you off, but like I just don't want to sound like we're mightier than thou. No, 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 no. Because that's not what we're. Yeah. But I, lo I love asking these questions because I think people need to see. 
there are people out there doing it. Right. You know, yeah. and there's 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 different kind. I have had the five hundred dollar meal, but maybe that's like once. Sure. Right. Every other year. It was an experience. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it was an experience. Yeah. And I didn't experience that until I came here and started rocking with Dave. Let's mm. be real. <laughs> and so the only time I've had a $500 meal is when, I, when I'm with my mentor and he's paying the bill. Let's be real. <laughs> <laughs> you know? We need to hang out, out with Dave. Dave. We yeah. need to hang out with Dave yeah, more. So, for so, sure. Dave, whenever you want to do it again, let me know. He's a multimillionaire. <laughs> it ain't us at the table. So, I, you know, because mm. if I spent $500 on a meal, I'm like, oh, there go $100. <laughs> right. I couldn't do it. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, I think it's so good for people to see that living below your means, it is definitely possible. I live mm. below my means. And what I hear from you all is we buy things that we value. Yeah. We are very generous with the resources that we have yeah. and with the influence that we have. Yeah. And we are investing into our future to make sure that our families down the road are not struggling. Mm. which I think is very, very commendable, whether you're minimalist or not. Yeah. That's the lifestyle we all should be living. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, a lot of it just comes down to compassion, man. Just trying to trying to live that compassion life, you know? That's, mm-hmm. uh, that's again, going back to our book, Love People Use Things. I think that if we could all focus a little bit more on compassion, it'd be a much, much different place for sure, man. In the book, y'all said something that was so cool to me, which I've never heard this 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 statement before: uh, drunk shopping. Mm. <laughs> and I was like, drunk shopping, and and I literally wrote it down. Sure. Uh, on my notes, I was like, yo, that, that was brilliant. How y'all y'all phrase that? Mm-hmm. But you talk about not buying the expensive stuff and going into debt to keep up with uh, what Rachel would call the Joneses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To be real, other people. And I love how y'all said. Uh, you said drunk shopping. We might not be drunk on alcohol when we shop, but we're under the influence of instant gratification. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, let's spend some time and break that down because I was about to say Instagram gratification. That's because it. this generation Amen. that follows me is very much influenced by what's on Instagram. Yes. Yeah. What's on social media. Oh, they got it. Oh, they went there. Oh, they just bought this. I mean, mm. I remember, I won't say the person's name because it, this particular individual follows me, but when when I purchased this, uh, my new car, this particular individual uh, DM me and this particular individual said, yo, how do I do that? I want to get that. And so I asked this particular individual, do you have a job? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, are you working? Are you saving? How much is in your savings account? Nah, yeah. bro. If I could just get, if I could just get this car, mm-hmm. man, the lady's going to love me. And I'm like, see, you're going off of what you see on Instagram, Ooh. but you don't know what I had to put in to even get to this particular yeah. situation. And the right? wrong ladies are going to love them too. Hey, bro, say that again. Oh, if you're listening... <laughs> The wrong ones, trust me. That's right. If I've you, had the wrong ones in... No, I'm going to leave it right there. Yeah, yeah. If, you're getting a car, if you're getting a car to get ladies, you are going after the wrong That's ladies. Real. Yeah. Yes. That's real. That's real. So how do we stop this drunk shopping? Well, so let's talk about where it comes from. So they did a survey. It said 44% of people have done drunk shopping within the last year. Wow. So, so you know, if you imagine, like, you, you get inebriated and all of a sudden you're on Amazon and you happen to be at the store, you're buying something under the influence of alcohol, yes, right? Yes, But now we're all under the influence of everyone else's decisions. We're under the influence of advertisements. Yeah. We're under the influence of, oh, I will be a better, more complete person if I buy mm, the car. Yep. or or the house, or the couch, or whatever the thing is on Instagram. Under the, the influence of influencers. Yes. <laughs> yeah, yes, indeed. Yeah. And, and, and so the, the problem that we're running into is we're trying to be unique mm. just like everyone else. Yeah. Well, you can't be unique. Like, if you like everyone else, you're not unique 
anyway, yes. right? You're just being someone else. Yeah. You're playing a character, yeah. and our identities are sort of shaped by the costumes we wear. Yes. And those costumes are like literally the clothes we wear, the cars that we drive, or yeah. the place that we go to work. And all of a sudden, I don't know who I am because yeah. I'm so focused on what I do or what I own. Yeah. Or the things I bring into my life. Mm. And all of a sudden, now I'm forsaking the people closest to me. My daughter, my wife, my closest friends. Because I don't have time for them. Because I'm so focused on maintaining a lifestyle that isn't bringing me joy. So good. It's bringing me discontent, depression, misery, stress, yeah, yeah. anxiety. Yeah. Mm. And by letting go of some of the stuff. Mm-hmm. By the way, letting go is not something you do. Yeah. It's something you stop doing. I love it. You stop clinging to all of the excess stuff. Yeah. That's how we let go. Mm. Man, listen, <laughs> boy, y'all speaking some knowledge today. Uh, <laughs> I really, I really do appreciate what you all bring to America. Um, I've and I teach money. I, I live our principles, but you all have made me even go a little bit deeper. Mm-hmm. You know, I was living in a big, a big, a very big home out in Columbia, Tennessee. Had a lot of land. Um, and really, after rocking with you all and some of our conversations, I sold it and moved, oh, into, wow. moved into a town hall. I'm, wow. I'm sorry, or you're welcome. I, I don't know. Yeah, what. It, it, <laughs> it, it was a little bit of both, yeah. you know, because that was I built I built that home from ground oh, up. Wow, wow, had it customized to me, and y'all talking about man, you know, like dude, I mean, how many in y'all's last book? <laughs> y'all, like I remember last time we was talking, man, how many rooms do you really need? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's just me, and I got a three thousand square foot home with four and a half bedrooms mm-hmm. in there. Wow, uh, and I'm like, it's really I, lonely. I, oh yeah, it's mm-hmm. really lonely. It was real big. Had all the speakers throughout the ceilings and uh, Wi-Fi units in the ceilings, and it was to clap on, clap off, talk to the house type of thing. Wow. And I'm like, do I really need this right now? Right, like for just me. Yeah, you know. And I was like. I really don't. Yeah. You know, and I was like, I could be saving this money uh, to where if I save this money and live way below my means, when I get my wife, when I get my family, when I get my kids, then I can come back up to this kind of house. Mm-hmm. So why spend all this money right now when it's just me? Yeah. So and you can pay cash for it too, then. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so that's that's my goal. I said, all right, let me just move into a townhome. Mm-hmm. And it's it's been a little interesting because I have a dog. So I don't have a backyard. Yeah. You know, and it gets kind of frustrating sometimes. Mm-hmm. But the, the the amount of money that I'm saving, the amount of money I made on the house when I sold it, um, you know, it just feels so good that I know that I'm saving for something that's going to bring me true value down the road. Yeah. And, and I want to appreciate y'all for doing that. Um, you guys know my last book was Debt-Free Degree. And you all yeah. actually uh, quoted me in your your new book, Love People Use Things. And I want to thank y'all so much for the shout out yeah, and the sure. love. Thanks for writing the book, man. Oh, uh, man. because important was, book. I was reading this book and I was like, man, I got a shout out though. I get it. <laughs> my brother, he called me, I don't know, years. So he's like, I think I'm not going to school and... Uh, you know, talking about taking out loans. And I'm like, dude, I sent him your book. I was yeah. like, you need to read this. I was like, this is, there are plenty of people out there who go to school and don't spend any money at all. It's uh, it's such an important message that you're you're doing as well. Man. I, want, I want to step back to what you were talking about, reassessing. Okay. I love this, man, because this is so important for people to understand. Maybe they're in a situation right now yeah. where they have a lot of stuff. They feel like it's too much. They're overwhelmed. So then they downsize. There might be a time in their life where they bring some more stuff back in. Uh, they buy a bigger house. That's yes. okay. I mean, minimalism is not this end goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not like here's a list of 100 things. And you stick with that. Right, exactly. It's no. it's, it's really about assessing uh, what you're doing with your resources, what you're bringing into your life, 
And that changes, man. I mean, it's, you know, my, I'm, I'll be 40 this year. My 50-year-old self is going to have a lot different life, I'm sure. Yeah. And I'll have to reassess then. Ah, oh, man. I love it. So when it comes to debt, what do the minimalists think about? You know, what? what's y'all's thought on... That one's easy. T- There's t- no such thing as good debt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't even finish the question. My man said, hey, well, that's easy. Let's go to the next question. There's no such yeah, thing as good debt. No. Which I agree with you all. I believe debt is debt. Mm-hmm. But break it down from y'all's perspective. Student loans. We hear that student loans, that's good debt. Oh, wow. terrible. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. Uh, I, I, I'm not... It's not morally bad to have it. I agree. Yeah, but But... I, I, it's not a good thing to have it either. And, I agree. And what you've done with, with Debt Free Degree and, and with the show is you show people there is a roadmap that you can get through. Yeah. Now, also, we too often confuse what? Schooling with education. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and realizing that I can get an education without having to go through a traditional schooling system. Yeah. And, of course, all the other ways as well. Now, uh, credit card debt, awful. Like, I, I don't want any credit card <laughs> yeah. debt, right? Yeah. yeah. Corner but store, what? payday loans. Corner store. Mm-hmm. Hey, that, listen. But th- listen. That, that, those are all the so let's talk about why debt is is so frustrating because it it takes away our freedom. Yeah, but Joshua, but you but you what you're telling me is well, I can't get the credit card reward points because you know I'm not I don't have a credit score and, and you know I can't I, shouldn't I be using other people's money uh, instead of using my own money? You know what, mm. what Josh, What are you telling me? When you know right. I can't I can't use I want to get the free airline miles so I can go to Africa for free. <laughs> right, right. So remember we talked about the actual cost of the thing. <laughs> <laughs> It's fine. You know, if, if you're someone who's responsible, does all of those things, so be it. Like, I, no one's saying you're not allowed to have a credit card. It's illegal. Gotcha. Uh, but I don't want to have any credit card debt. Come on, I, man. I, I don't, I mean, personally, I don't even, I, I own a house. I don't have a mortgage. Ooh. And, and, and the reason being is I personally don't uh-huh. want to be tethered. Now, some people might be more comfortable. Even even a mortgage debt, while yeah, yeah. it's better than a, a, a payday lender. It's still debt. Even then, you still want to get rid of it. Absolutely. Ideally, mm. you, you don't want to carry that debt in perpetuity. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so, yeah, Ryan and I, you know, we, we very much believe what you all believe with yeah. respect to debt. Yeah. Like, there's no such thing as good debt. Of course, the things that we need, if we can sometimes wait for them. Absolutely. We realize that maybe we don't even need them in the first place. <laughs> yeah. Man, I'm with you on that part. Have y'all ever had to take out any, like, for an example, student loans? Oh yeah, <laughs> I had I had a bunch of student loans. Um, man, I'm telling you, like, I got into minimalism because I was so overwhelmed with debt. And just going back to what I said, like, every time I got a promotion, man, it wasn't like, oh, look, I can pay off debt. It was, oh, now I can afford a new monthly payment. Now I, I can afford a higher monthly payment for a house. So I went and bought a house, and I got another promotion. Oh, I can afford a higher monthly payment for a new car, and then I'm mm. buying a new car every two years. So, yeah, I mean, when I uh, when I left the corporate world, I was lucky enough where a lot of my tuition was covered by yeah. by, by the by the corporation I worked for. But, man, you get those, like, FAFSA loans, they just send you a check. Yeah. So, just like, here's a $7,000 check. Spend it however you yeah, want. Yeah, spend it however you want. I'm like, I didn't even ask for this. But it's I'm like, well, money. But since I have it, and it's, yeah, it's uh, subsidized uh, interest rates. And, like, you you find ways to talk yourself into it. Yeah. Um, I didn't have a time. I was lucky enough. I had, like, less than $30,000 in student loans. Okay. Um, but it took me, it took me three, four years, like, to really get that paid off. Was it hard? It was, it was really difficult, man but totally worth the work. I wish I would have known about Dave Ramsey before I started going down my so debt-free life because I did it backward. I did the snowball in reverse where I started with like the- Avalanche. Yeah, the avalanche, avalanche right? Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I, I'll tell you this, Anthony. I have no debt now, no car payment, no, no mortgage, Ooh. anything like that. 
But at one point, you know, before the whole minimalism thing, when I was supposedly successful, I yeah. was really a failure, but I had almost half a million dollars worth of debt. Half a million? Yeah. And and so— And you're debt-free now? Completely debt-free. 100% debt-free. Yeah. Uh, and I will tell you that, thankfully, you know, the whole Dave Ramsey thing and, and uh, Total Money Makeover was a huge thing for that. Um, but understanding that— I'm never going to get back into debt either. So good. I could understand making an exception for a mortgage at some point if it made sense. But mm -hmm. even then, you work to pay it off as, as quickly as possible. I have yeah. a mortgage, and I'm busting my butt off. <laughs> <laughs> I, absolutely. I am working my butt off to pay off this mortgage because I don't, I don't want to be a slave to the lender. Because isn't it yeah. funny that we work Monday through Friday, we put in labor, and Wells Fargo... Bank of America, you name it, these banks get the fruit of our labor. And then we come back home to our families broke, living paycheck to paycheck, living above our means because we're trying to impress those on Instagram. We're giving Wells Fargo, which is a family's last name, but we ain't, we're not coming back to our family and building our legacy yeah. because we're working so hard to give someone else a fruit of our labor. Mm. And I'm like, yo, I refuse to do that. So I'm busting my butt hard now so I can pay off my mortgage because that's going to another family. Let's be real. Mm. And I want to keep my resources. I want to keep the majority of my fruit. Somebody's going to get the fruit. IRS, they're going to get some of my fruit. Sure. You know? Yeah. Um, you know, my electricity company, they're they going to get some of my fruit. But Anthony O'Neill's family should have the majority of the fruit. Boom, we're back in the building with my boys. Man, listen, I wish we had an hour show. Yeah. I mean, I, I, this is great. You know, y'all been awesome, on, on the uh, Ramsey Network circuit, uh, but there's nothing like the table. I just wanted, want y'all to know, you know, this is <laughs> this is the original show in the building. Dave Ramsey show, the Ramsey show, ain't got nothing on the table. Okay? Uh, love you, Dave. Um, <laughs> it's a really nice table, by the way. Uh, thank you, man. Uh, I had it. Um, Would you finance us? Uh, <laughs> you see, the reason why it doesn't look as good is because I didn't finance it. No, I'm just like, <laughs> But before we go, um, mm. I want to ask y'all this one question. I think it's a real good question uh, for for you all. Uh, what is the hardest thing um, about being a part of the minimalism world? Mm. Y'all really step back and think about it. What is the hardest thing at being a minimalist? When you first start looking at simplifying your life, you realize that my identity is so tied up mm. in my things. Mm. And I've become the person who does this. I, I own this. I am my car. I am my job. I am my city, whatever it is. And all of a sudden, when we start stripping away the excess stuff, mm -hmm. we start to figure out who we really, really are. are. Yeah. Mm. And it has nothing to do with the things we mm -hmm. own. Yeah. I tell you what, man, when you call yourselves the minimalists, mm -hmm. your like, true friends really uh, start to show their true colors. Mm. I mean, man, when we were in the corporate world, I, I mean, I was, it was raise time and my boss is like, Hey, I saw your website. The minimal. You don't need this raise, right? Because now you're so like, you know, you get these, you get little snarky jokes. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's not that difficult, really. In, in hindsight, it was really a blessing to kind of see who my true friends were because yeah. my true friends really supported me. Yeah, they didn't, you know, they didn't come after me or whatever. So you know, it's it's a little bit maybe of an adjustment at first with family, with friends, because they're gonna look at you living a different life, mm. and when you live a different life, well, that makes people look in the mirror and they ask themselves like, oh, should I be living a different life? Wow. Mm. And then when they ask themselves that question, they start to project whatever those answers are. But man, all people want, all we want, man, is yeah. we want to have relationships with people that are genuine, mm -hmm. 
with people that are consistent, with people that are respectful. If you, and if you are consistent and your family sees you living and your friends see you living consistently, the men, like they're, they're, they're going to support you in the end. But there might be a little bit of a, a rocky start, just like with anything you yeah. start new. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's not even that. I wouldn't even, you know, I don't want to discourage anyone because it's not that difficult. Yeah. But it was something that definitely stood out to me for sure. You know, I'm not a minimalist, but I do have a minimalist um, uh, approach at things. And one of the hardest things that I've learned for me, because I live a debt-free life and live a below-my-means life, is as a single person dating. Mm. You know how many ladies, but well, I can't date you because I have debt, I have student loan debt. I'm like, well, dang, you just excluded me without even asking me? Yeah. And it's like, when, when because I have this platform and I'm teaching people to live below their means, stay away from debt, don't have the credit cards, uh, live this kind of lifestyle, the hardest thing for me is, is people still looking at me as a human being. Mm. You know, listen, I'm, I'm Anthony O'Neill. Yeah. yeah. You know, and no, you don't have to be 100% debt free to rock with me and to be in a relationship with me. But I do want you to have the mindset, yeah. the, the desire to want to have that life. Because I believe, and, and, and I want to go into the financial tip of the week from here. Um, and I want y'all to be a part of this. Mm-hmm. Um, something I'm starting new on my show is uh, every week, giving them a financial tip, financial education. I thought this would be fitting for you all because you all can add to this. One of the top questions I get asked is, what is debt? Okay. And so the financial tip of the week today is, what is debt? And you broke this down earlier, Joshua. You know, there's no such thing as good debt. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you break down a practical, what is debt? For example, student loans, that's debt. Mm-hmm. You know, car- credit cards, that is debt. Mm-hmm. Car payments, that's debt. Mm-hmm. Uh, the money you borrow from your mama, from your boyfriend, mm-hmm. from your girlfriend, that is debt. In that's a right. simple term, debt is owing anything to anyone for any reason, even if it's yes. a dollar. And even, it doesn't borrow. have to be money either. That's it. Ooh, what do you mean by that? What do you mean by that? Well, if, if you're obligated to do something Ooh. to someone, now you have time debt. Ooh. Anything that takes away your freedom is a type of debt. Ooh, mm. that is so good. I like yeah. that one. Anything that takes away your freedom, ooh, your options is debt. Now, now, I know y'all probably thinking, well, Anthony, why why is debt bad? Here's the simple reason. I believe debt steals from our future. Mm. If all of your money, if all of your time is going towards paying back debt, you can't really build wealth. And to me, wealth is not just about money. Right. Wealth is about, you know, what are my options? Um, how much peace, joy do I have? Uh, when am I able to pass down to my kids and so I, I firmly do believe that if you want your bank account to change, then we all have to change in our mindsets. Amen. And I believe the minimalist lifestyle, the minimalist mindset is definitely a, a great option uh, to consider. Uh, because even as I talk to y'all more and more and follow y'all's story, I'm like, yo, I can, I, I can, I can do that. I can do that. I think the only thing that's that's hard for me is I really like nice things. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, I, I think so, so do minimalists. And and we we actually like our things more. Oh. And we because we don't have to take care of all the things that we don't like. Yeah. We were yeah. doing a live stream one time and someone commented they're like, You guys, it doesn't sound like you gave up anything important. And we're like, that's right. We didn't give up anything that's important. Oh. Everything we have in our life is important. That's yes. that's the key. So you got you got rid of junk. Yeah, you exactly. Got rid of debt. You got rid of of things that's preventing you from moving forward. Right. 
yeah. um, and, and really enjoying the peace of your life. Yes. Yeah. And sometimes I'll get rid of something as a test yeah. to see whether or not it truly adds value. So so sometimes there's something that adds sort of imaginary value. Yeah, yeah. And I realize if I get rid of it for 30 days, 90 days, whatever, I may or may not bring it back in because Ooh. I really, if I missed it and it, oh, you know what? My life was better with this thing. Mm-hmm. I could always bring it back in. Mm-hmm. But you never know if you don't decide to at least let it go for a temporary period of time. Mm. You know, and to be real, I'll be real. When I first... Uh, uh, joined the team with uh, Dave. You know, um, you know the world taught me you need to have a secure credit card, mm-hmm. and you know, secure credit card was with my money. I was like, I gotta have it because I gotta have a credit score. And I will never forget before <laughs> I joined the team, I, I, I cut up the credit card, um, and about a year later, I realized I, I don't miss having a credit card. Right. right. I, I don't miss having a credit score. Like I don't miss. The debt, like mm. I, I, I'm kind of upset because I was missing the freedom, mm, right? And I'm like, I like that. So I want to encourage you all as we end this show, try that. Pick two or three things in your life, and get rid of it for thirty days, mm-hmm. sixty days. Yeah. Um, put your if you got a credit card, because some of y'all listening to me right now, some of y'all watching this show right now, you have a credit card, and you saying I don't keep a balance on there. No, just get rid, cut it up for ninety days. Cut it up for 90 days and try the debt-free minimalism lifestyle, okay? Stop spending money you don't have to impress people you don't even like. Living below your means doesn't make you broke. In in my opinion, it makes you wise. Mm. So I want you to take a baby step into this thing. If you don't want to just dive into it, okay, cool, great, I can respect it. Try it for 90 days. And I guarantee you, if you rock with us, because I'm going to put all their information and this amazing uh, link to their book that is on pre-sale right now that's coming out here in a couple of weeks, um, July 13th, called Love People, Use Things Because the Opposite Never Works. If you read this book, follow them. If you rock with me, I guarantee you, there's going to be a lot of things you won't go back to because you start experiencing that freedom and that joy and that peace. And I promise you, man, Ooh, I'm getting excited for you. <laughs> I'm getting excited for you. Listen, I'm getting so excited for you. So, brothers, where can they find out more information about you all? How can they get access to your book? What are you all working on uh, so they, they can really consume all the great information you all have? Mm. Well, we'll keep it real simple. They can just go to theminimalists.com. Love it. And they can find everything there. Documentaries, books, podcast, YouTube channel. It's all there at theminimalists.com. Theminimalist.com will drop that in the show descriptions. Um, and also, I'm going to make sure that we add um, our Ramsey Plus link below as well and access to uh, the shortest student loan debt if you really want to start taking advantage of uh, this opportunity. Get their book, you guys. I'm telling you right now, you're listening to me on podcasts. I have it in my hand. But for YouTube, this book will bless you. I've read it, and I'm telling you, it will bless you. Yo, this is what we do every Monday morning at 8 a.m. Central Standard Time. And thank you. Joshua, Ryan, for coming through. Y'all got to come back again. Yeah, uh, man. Because I've been on y'all's show a few times. Yeah. I yeah. need y'all on my show now a few times. Let's All do right. it. All right. Uh, the next show, it should be with, with me in, uh, out in California surfing because, you know, it's going to be a little interesting. Come on out, man. That's going to be interesting we'll do, video. We'll bring the cameras. That's bring right. the cameras uh, because uh, <laughs> a black man on a surfboard is going to be interesting. <laughs> hey, man, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't go surfing. I go practice surfing. <laughs> okay. Here we go. I feel better. <laughs> I feel better. Yo, we'll see y'all next week. Peace out.